0: Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. Greetings everyone. This is a special unexpected episode of the Stuff We Love podcast and it's unexpected because when we woke up this morning we did not realize that there were going to be a plethora to use an SAT word Ooh. of Walt Disney World 50th anniversary announcements. Uh, we didn't realize that I think because we must not have been on Twitter because apparently ABC made some announcement yesterday that there were going to be announcements. There's an announcement of an announcement.
1: They announced that they were going to announce something. Uh,
0: but I was uh, probably watching sports, and I'm watch watching. I'm watching sports as I record this intro. I'm <laughs> seeing the the Yankee season falling apart. But be that as it may, we are here tonight. It is me, Scott, your your uh, lovable host of the Stuff We Love podcast, and I'm joined by. Wonderful man, returning champion, legend, travel agent extraordinaire, Yankees fan extraordinaire, podcaster, icon, uh, Dean. Dean, welcome back.
1: You are a lovable and wonderful (laughs) host, Scott, and thanks for having me back.
0: It's great to have you on, Um, and I'm glad you're here tonight because we wanted to do a show, record an episode in which we would just briefly cover all of the announcements today uh, because it's a big deal this year being the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. I think it takes on even greater importance with what the world has gone through over the past year. We kind of looked at these things to bring joy and we got a new cupcake coming. So <laughs> cupcakes bring joy. I'll, no, I'll take no that. No
1: surprise there. I, I think if you dial back a few episodes uh, a couple months ago now, we, we made some predictions for the, f- uh, the anniversary celebration. Yes. And so it's interesting to see how some of our predictions now compare with, we learned a lot more today uh, of what the, 18 month celebration will be for the 50th, yes. which kind of makes me feel bad for Epcot because during that 18 month window, Epcot will turn 40 Yes, and, uh, you know, turning 40 used to matter, but I guess 50 is the new 40. So
0: 50 Magic is new getting 40. all
1: the love.
0: I just turned 40 last year and I think I may have had a bigger celebration than Epcot is going to be <laughs> <laughs> going to be having. And I don't really have a celebration, um, but uh, I'm very happy to talk with you tonight about these updates and to tell our viewers or listeners, I should say, in case they didn't catch the news. So, uh, Dean, what do you say we just knock these off one by one?
1: Hey, let's jump in.
0: You want to go first to uh, tell us the first thing?
1: Well, I will, uh, I will read a little bit of from, right from the source material. Uh, there will yes. be a new nighttime spectacular, Disney Enchantment. And that will kick off the 50th anniversary festivities, debuting, not surprisingly, October 1st mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom. Thoughts on a new fireworks show at Magic Kingdom.
0: This is going to turn off a lot of listeners, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. I don't really get excited for fireworks. Whoa, hot take. It doesn't. I'm going to say some stuff tonight which which are going to surprise people. It's not that I'm not excited about it in a, a little bit, because I am, but when I personally plan my Disney trips – I don't really plan that much for the fireworks. It's kind of like if I'm there, I do it. Um, Quite honestly, even though the world's doing a lot better, I'm not sure if I'm really going to be in a rush, even though it's outdoors, to stand amongst thousands and thousands of people in tight-packed quarters. That's a separate thing. But what makes this a little different and kind of piques my interest is that it's the, the show in conjunction with the 50th anniversary. So I feel like... If you're able to be there for the 50th and see this show it could be worth seeing but it doesn't excite me as much as some of the other announcements which were made
1: all right Well, let me just build on that and just i'll use a walt term this isn't just fireworks this is plused. okay so again i'll read you a little more please this extravaganza will take guests on a journey filled with adventure wonder and empowerment inspiring everyone to believe in magic Disney Enchantment will feature music, enhanced lighting, stunning fireworks, and for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle down Main Street USA.
0: That's cool. That's That cool.
1: part has me very interested. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of excited about the idea of that. I, I'm with you. I, I do love Disney fireworks. I'm probably a little bit more excited about fireworks in general than what you've described. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't been a requirement every trip that we always catch the fireworks. Right. More driven by the fact that my son, who's now 11, you know, we've taken him pretty much every year from zero to 11. Right. So those early years, we we didn't do a lot of fireworks. When I felt like he was really young and would just sleep in the stroller, it was one thing. But once you get on that regular schedule with the, the toddler through uh, his sort of preschool and kindergarten years, we missed a lot of the years of fireworks. So sure. I think we'll be out there to see this uh, once we get back. Uh, sometime october 1st or later um, but i agree with a big part of what you said which is i am not ready to stand amongst 50,000 of my closest friends and watch this together so right. we'll have to see how that part of it works out
0: yeah i um i i, I don't want to go into a direction in which things get can get controversial but you know when they talk uh, when the official health guidance came out They talked about how the risk outdoors is obviously very low. I'm not nervous when I'm outdoors, but they talked about being, you know, one of the things I was kind of talked about is if you're at an event with thousands and thousands of people packed against each other, it could be a riskier thing. So I'm, everybody I know was thrilled that fire was coming back and that's great. That's great. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. But, um, let's, let's, let's go slowly here. That's my take.
1: let, Let me spin it to a different scenario instead of your family trip this summer. Mm-hmm. If you're down there, just you or, you know, you with one other adult or something like that over the, the fall or winter. Yes. More likely to go see fireworks.
0: So I am actually going to be there um, in October. And uh, I will be uh, with my brother and our friend, Joe, um, for the, our annual Halloween trip. We have no plans for fireworks. We will be at the Booty U. Uh, not Booty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you and you and you.
0: <laughs> we're we going to be at Boo Bash. And we're going to be at uh, Halloween horror nights and stuff like that. We've never incorporated fireworks. Even when we're at when we were at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, we never saw the fireworks. We were always on the tracks. Really? Oh,
1: that's yeah. a great fireworks show. And it is.
0: And it's I I um Shall we
1: stop for the parade?
0: No. No, I I didn't have an interest to be
1: honest with you. Well, it was nice being on the show today. Thank you for your time.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about the roles that the boat has, though. <laughs>
1: okay i'm I'm back <laughs>
0: but but um and by the way it's it's not that i don't have an interest in this stuff it's just that i'm not a local i'm there for a limited time and it's what you know i choose to prioritize for myself when i'm down there but i will say this this what you just read dean really does interest me the immersive projection stuff down main street usa and i guess what they're talking about are projections going onto the buildings that make up
1: main street usa I, right i would think i think so i think so um I didn't see a ton of imagery mm-hmm. uh, for, for the pictures. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a little bit of artist rendering type stuff, and it does look like images down Main Street, USA, I, you know. The, yeah, the, I have
0: that on my screen. here. almost looks like you could see what would look like Tinkerbell Bell flying down Main Street, USA. Yeah, project. Yeah, I'd, the...
1: I'd say that the prior um, sort of immersion of Magic King fireworks for the 360 fireworks and that's always exciting, right? That, that's if you've experienced that Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I, I know you didn't watch the booty fireworks, but stuff like that where, where the fireworks are going not just above the castle, but really all around you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is next level of that. If you think about some of the lighting uh, over at Epcot, right, uh, during illuminations, you know, with the buildings getting projections and, and that kind of this is clearly next level beyond that, what okay. I'm really curious about is where do you stand? So um, it used to be cool to, like, watch the fireworks maybe over near the Haunted Mansion behind the castle. Yes. um, And it it helped to spread out crowds by doing it that way. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wondering if this is going to be very focused down and using Main Street USA, that whole central hub in Main Street is either going to need to be uh, controlled on how many people you have there so that it doesn't interfere with what's going on, or that's going to be the place to be and it's going to be swamped. It's so, um, going to be swamped. Yeah, it, it, it will be a challenge, I think, uh, to get to a spot where it's most beneficial to watch. Maybe the train station is the place to do it.
0: That's what I was thinking, because that'll give you the view of the castle and Main Street and position you to leave quickly when it's over. <laughs> but um, by the way, I'm just going to give a plug now to the Stuff We Love podcast YouTube page, because on there we have video that I took, I guess, back in January 2020 of the Happily Ever After fireworks show as seen from Astro Orbiter. Waiting to get on Astro Orbiter, which kind of is oh, a nice. vantage point. Speaking of nighttime shows and stuff. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, it's going to be busy that first week, and I'll tell you that. There's going to be a lot of people on Twitter. And maybe even there'll be a live stream of it on the, the Disney Parks YouTube channel. Yeah, I was me.
1: wondering that. I, I think I think Disney is still... In recovery mode, as far as crowd engagement, now mm-hmm. there's a lot of crowd engagement right now, but they are still limited. I, I still predict, and I predicted predict this on your show before. I'm holding two. I I expect 100% capacity by the time this rolls around on October 1st. I'm with you, um, and I'm already seeing that there are parks, you know, quote unquote, sold out from the booking your park reservation perspective. Right. Um, but there is still a a strong need for Disney to return to higher capacity and to be able to attract travelers for that. Mm -hmm. So it would not surprise me for them to do a little bit more in the live streaming, because it's really great advertising for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gets a lot of excitement. It gets a lot of buzz. It gets a lot of social media. Uh, So I'm with you. I think you'll see if it's not, I would expect it to be the October 1st show. But if it's not somewhere along the way, you're going to see this stuff live streamed. And if not, uh, there's a bunch of people on Twitter and and on YouTube that'll put it out there for you anyway.
0: That's what the vloggers do.
1: (laughs) They will all be arguing with each other, jockeying up on top of the train station to get the best angle to set up the tripod to be able to film this for you.
0: That's right. By 12.01 AM the next day, you're going to have a plethora of YouTube (laughs) videos.
1: Myriad, a A myriad,
0: a myriad of YouTube videos. (laughs) Anyhow, Dean, uh, another nighttime show that was announced today, uh, also beginning October 1st, harmonious over at Epcot. And again, this is direct from the Disney parks website. It's one of the largest nighttime spectaculars ever created for a Disney park. It will bring the globe together at World Showcase Lagoon in a celebration of Disney music that inspires people worldwide. It's a grand, powerful tribute to the stories and songs that unite us, new technical magic that incorporates pyrotechnics, choreographed moving fountains, lighting and media in new ways. We're going to travel the globe through new interpretations of classic Disney songs as you've never heard them before. That'll be interesting. Cover yeah. versions of Disney songs. See how that goes. Reimagined in more than a dozen languages by a diverse group of 240 artists from around the world.
1: I like the dozen languages there. That's that's pretty cool. They're going to spend world time Showcase. on that. I I have to say the beginning of you giving us that segment, I wasn't sure if you were auditioning to be the new Micro Machine guy, if you're just <laughs> used to doing legal disclaimer, because you were on like. 2x speed uh, um, but, uh, it, w- it was good um, I feel like harmonious has been out there a little bit more we have information on that we've heard about harmonious I feel yes. like it's been it's actually been delayed and this is just a deliberate stall yes. to launch it on October 1 a lot of criticism of the stuff that's showing up in the lagoon uh, to, to host the, uh, the bar- uh, barges that are going to do this work so um, again it's one that I think I'm, I'm pretty excited for Mm -hmm. um it will certainly be on a live stream it will be available on youtube uh i will i usually don't watch spoilers like i haven't seen anything rise of the resistance yet so i haven't had a chance to write it um this kind of stuff i'll watch and so i'm I'm looking forward to it
0: yeah and one of the things that i am actually excited about with this i do like the focus on music here it's interesting because the disney nighttime shows they each have their own soundtracks over the years you used to be able to buy the soundtracks you can stream them the wishes soundtrack for me was just great i mean i listen to that now it's just beautiful but anyhow disney has such an extensive song catalog i feel that other than a couple of key tracks like when you wish upon a star can you feel the love tonight a whole new New World, world they like they need to delve deeper into their musical catalog for the park goers. there's so many great classic songs so if those songs would be featured in harmonious even if it is cover versions i think that's really cool
1: yeah you, you know the one thing i was thinking about and this won't be the case my guess but wouldn't it be cool with that type of show if there was a little bit of randomization in the music choices like you said it's a vast catalog right and i know they're going to want songs that represent the different countries or um Maybe it's characters that they ascribe to those countries, even if they're not completely accurate. Uh, And so I feel like you could do a great job of sampling the catalog and making the show a little bit different every night. Right. Think of it as the, the Star Tours version of a nighttime spectacular. Right. There's three scenes. You could pick a random song for one, a random song for two, and a random song for three. Here, however many songs are in the catalog, you should be able to put together a show where you can, again, doesn't literally have to be randomized, but you're randomizing for each segment certain songs that have the same feel, the same meaning, the same message, uh, and you just pick different songs at different times. That would get me to repeat myself at the uh, fireworks shows a little bit more frequently if I knew the show could at least have a little bit of variety.
0: I like that idea that that's actually really great. <clears throat> and I would do what exactly what you just said, Dean something else that comes to mind. I like what Cirque du Soleil did with a lot of the shows they had with the soundtrack, like the Beatles show, the Michael Jackson show, and the Elvis show, not so much the Elvis, but Beatles, and Michael Jackson, they basically mashed together the songs. She might yeah. have two random Michael Jackson songs being merged together in a remix. That would be cool with the Disney catalog too. You know, take, I don't know, When You Wish Upon a Star and merge it with Never Had a Friend Like Me or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Cool things. but
1: No, I like it. It's a, it's a level of creativity and it's repurposing and reimagining right. really, really familiar pieces of Disney nostalgia. Exactly, exactly. Also, Which really
0: um, is what the 50th anniversary is largely about.
1: Oh, is probably the best Cirque du Soleil show I ever saw.
0: Oh, and, at the fan- Bellagio, right?
1: Yeah, fantastic. Unrelated, but fantastic.
0: You know, I was in that show, Dean. Just kidding. Uh, were,
1: you, were you the one diving through the floor?
0: <laughs> I'm not I'm not a circus athlete, let's just say that.
1: <laughs> not not yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. But uh Dean, what's next, my friend?
1: So of the sort of daytime slash nighttime spectaculars, this one has me the most excited, believe it or not. Okay. Um, there is a new daytime entertainment that's gonna to come to Disney Animal Kingdom Park, and they're calling it Disney Kite Tales. I'm not sure it's the name of the show, but it's certainly the name of what's going to be going on. It's going to come alive several times daily at the Discovery River Amphitheater beginning October 1st. Surprise, surprise. Uh, performers will fly wind catchers and kites of all shapes and sizes while out on the water, elaborate three dimensional kites, some stretching to 30 feet long, will depict Disney animal friends, including Simba, Zazu, Baloo, and King Louie. These colorful creations will dance through the sky to the beat of favorite Disney songs in an uplifting, vibrant experience for the whole family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just the imagery of 30 foot kites being managed over the water to a musical soundtrack with some of the other kite stuff flying around is a beautiful use of that space. A great way to engage the whole park and get a lot of people involved in an area that could otherwise feel very cramped and crowded and limiting on the way that they can engage a crowd.
0: I like. I'm with you, Dean, 100. I'm very excited for this. I'm looking at the artwork here. It looks. Uh, it looks great, and uh, it, like you said, Dean, it's the perfect spot for it. Uh, I, I I'm very happy with this. I did not see this coming. This was a true surprise announcement. We knew. Maybe Magic Kingdom would be getting something. Epcot would be getting something. I didn't necessarily foresee this at Animal Kingdom. So I'm excited. It's it's different. No,
1: com- completely agree. And again, like we said, this is an 18-month celebration. Magic Kingdom's turning 50. Epcot's turning 40 during that time. And Harmonious was already announced anyway, so it's not right. like they could bury it. This one did catch me uh, a little bit off guard, and I'm excited about it for that reason. Um You'll note that our next announcement has nothing to do with Hollywood Studios. <laughs> so uh, enjoy Rise of the Resistance, I guess is the message there. If, if you um, could get on it. If you can get on it. Otherwise, you know, there, there's still a Toy Story Midway Mania. But yeah, it's weird that the fourth park didn't have a, a fourth announcement here of any sort of daytime or nighttime True. show. What I like about this is it's not cookie cutter. This is not like. Mm-hmm repurposed hey we used to do this and now we're going to do that this isn't rivers of light re- repurposed this nice. is a a daytime show which i miss i think some of the my favorite moments in in my disney trips over the years have been daytime parades and daytime shows mm-hmm. which is i love the parks at night you know the old gag what times the three o'clock parade like that's just that is disney to me so i love a daytime uh show and, and this is going to fulfill that at animal kingdom they used to have a great uh a great parade there um and the christmas version was even better and Mm -hmm. the fact that all that's gone and now we get something back has me really excited something new something different and something at animal kingdom um i love it
0: i got nothing to add except i I love your enthusiasm
1: you got me fired up tonight the yankees are making a comeback so they're uh, making a comeback uh, we'll see how that goes but what's the next thing we get to talk about
0: next thing was kind of announced before it was received a little bit of an elaboration today uh, it dealt with the costumes that Mickey and Minnie will be wearing, along with, it seems like, the other characters as well, new iridescent fashions for the 50th anniversary. Um, there's a photo that's on the official Disney website that shows them uh, in shimmering outfits. And, uh, yep, it says here Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Goofy, Pluto, and Shippendale will be sporting their own custom-made iridescent looks beginning October 1st. And there's going to be a Mickey celebration cavalcade, cavalcade going through magic kingdom park several times daily. Uh that was pretty much consistent with what's going on there now where you have these cavalcades throughout the day. This will just presumably be updated and you'll be able to see the characters in their new outfits. Um it doesn't really do anything for me. It's nice.
1: How do you how do you feel about that character selection? So you got Fab 5. Right. Throw in Daisy. Chippendale. I I I
0: uh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm 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 react This is the first time I really read the list and thought about it. Right. Not surprised Fab 5, right? That that that's expected. Right. They're really a Fab 6 at this point. Daisy should be in there. Yeah. Uh, da- Daisy's the most fun out of those 6 anyway. Don't argue with me, it's true. So then you got Chippendale. Chippendale is the classic filler character. Right. It's like, hey, crowds are getting big. Let's see if we can call up Chippendale and they can come do some character meet and greets. Uh I don't know. I I I you like know what this. would have been cool?
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. i go ahead. I would at? have liked. I mean, look, characters don't do much for me, um, but
1: another hot take. You're on fire today.
0: <laughs> but uh, it would have been cool to see uh, the princesses all in these cool 50th anniversary outfits. I think that would have been popular for many visitors.
1: So uh, I'm I'm going to go with my running theme of variety and not being so repetitive. Yes. I'm happy with what they're offering it here. OK, but I think there's an angle to be said as you're running multiple cavalcades what is this whole thing about it's a 50th celebration maybe like you said the princesses and princesses and their princes are showing up Mm -hmm. and they're in their finest because they're getting ready to go to the celebration Mm -hmm. so maybe there is a a a beauty and the beast flow a cinderella flow or or maybe they're in in pairs and partners or quads i don't know how they're moving them around the park with this, uh, this exact parade or as they called it cavalcade um but maybe instead of just seeing the same eight characters in their fancy outfits maybe there's something else that they could have done to add and give us more characters or what i personally would have liked to see is characters through the years i, like I would that. have liked to see the characters from the 70s have a 70s uh, cavalcade give us rescue rangers and those kind of characters give me characters from the 80s maybe it's the 80s uh Disney Afternoon cartoon characters that come out through the 80s, characters through the 90s. Maybe it's the movies of the 90s. You know what I mean? Like you could have done different segments. Maybe it's different times of the day or it's random. Maybe it's a little bit longer cavalcade, but just something that acknowledges the years, mm-hmm. uh, and and all. Culminating with, you know, this fab eight now (laughs) in their fancy iridescent outfits.
0: You know what I think it is, Dean? I don't I think that this announcement, it doesn't inspire, at least in me, any hint of excitement. It's like I read the news, I absorbed it, didn't think twice about it. And then I just went on to the next thing.
1: There are folks where characters are their thing. Uh, and And that's cool. So I think this offers them something. Right. Um, maybe much like the Booty U parade, uh, this draws more people to Main Street. You got a shorter line over Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. Always oh, a plus. I'll watch it once. I don't know if I'll watch it twice.
0: But you'll take a million photos of Mickey and his uh, 50th anniversary outfit. <laughs>
1: I'll just get those off Twitter. Somebody else will do that.
0: True, true. (laughs) Dean, um, what's next on your list? Because if it's what I think it is, this is something that does really.
1: uh, So this one, this one kind of leads into what I was just saying with respect to what I would have hoped to see with the character share. Uh, They're actually going to have special golden character sculptures rolled out throughout the park. And this is, again, at Magic Kingdom, yes. again, debuting on, on October 1st. I feel really bad for the family that whose trip ends on September 30th, by the way. That is true. They're missing all this stuff. Uh, so um, yeah. you're going to get to see Mickey Minnie shining in the sunlight near Cinderella Castle. So that's a good tip off of where you might find these statues. But in total, 50 character statues in the series. Its sculptures will be displayed across all four theme parks. So I do like that idea that this is actually going to engage a little bit more than just Magic Kingdom.
0: So Dean, just to clarify, the eight, Magic Kingdom is going to have the eight characters that are fe- that we talked about a moment ago.
1: But as, as I read this, yeah, maybe I'll give you the exact verbiage and you, you yes, can please. kind of re- reinterpret legally for me. Uh, <laughs> I'll try. These eight friends will also be featured in special golden character sculptures debuting October 1st at Magic Kingdom. In this artist rendering, that's a picture with the article, in this artist rendering you can see Mickey and Minnie shining in the sunlight near Cinderella Castle. There will be 50 characters total in the series of sculptures that will be displayed across all four theme parks. We'll soon reveal more of the Disney Fab 50 as excitement builds for the big day, as well as the surprising ways guests will be able to interact With these beautiful sculptures as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. That's the part that has me interested and excited.
0: Me too. Okay, Uh, I will. A couple things to say here. The first thing I'm going to say I am very much looking forward to this. This was one of the top announcements for me today uh, because I love the idea that now at all four of the theme parks, you're going to be able to see stuff that you would not otherwise be able to see. And if you're able to on your Disney trips, try to allocate some time just for photos, if it's possible. And these will be great photo opportunities. I love this idea about interactive experiences with the characters, eager to see how that works. I will say this, a few years ago, when the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was in Anaheim, because Anaheim is where Disneyland is, what happened was that every single team in Major League Baseball had a huge Mickey Mouse statue designed. I don't yes. know if you remember this.
1: I do remember this.
0: And the teams, something to do with each team. So, for example, the Yankees had a Yankee Mickey Mouse. It's still there in Yankee Stadium now. You can go take pictures with it and so forth.
1: Fun and fact, actually, Mickey actually is a Yankees fan. He is. The he rest hates of the them Red were Sox. Just, yeah, the rest of them are just ripping off the Yankees. Mickey is a Yankees fan.
0: He hates the Red Sox. It's 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 uh. He's got a weird thing for the Milwaukee Brewers, though. (laughs) I don't know if you know him. He's a huge Brewers fan. Brewers and Yankees. But um, By the way, the Brewers are are a cool team. Their uniforms are awesome.
1: That's a ballpark I'd like to see.
0: Me too. And that vintage Brewers logo is so cool. But anyhow, I'm digressing. Uh, But you could buy. Anybody could buy it through the Disney store. Replicas for your home. And I actually have a Yankees Mickey Mouse statue in my basement. It's very cool. The only thing I will say is looking at this artist rendering, these statues are, seem on the smaller side to me. I would have liked if, um, if, if I'm correct about that to see larger statues. Um,
1: uh, yeah. I'd say, so you remember the bus over in uh, Hollywood studios, that little, yes. uh, it's like that, but I think maybe slightly bigger. But I would say sli- not, slightly
0: smaller. Maybe oh,
1: you think they might be smaller. I, I think it's really hard to interpret off the artist rendering, but they, they have a, a Younger child, you know, I'll make up an age and say she's like seven or eight years old, standing at a fence. Fence comes up to about her shoulders. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a three-foot fence around this little courtyard. There's stands, like bases, that the statues are on. They appear to be, the bases appear to be maybe slightly shorter than that fence. And then the statues on top are shorter than the bases. So I'm making this up just from an artist rendering, but maybe a a two-and-a-half-foot statue max. Right. I don't think they're going to be tiny, but I agree with you. It would have been cool if they were like more full-size statues. But that said, I'm excited about what this could mean. Uh, I do not understand the interactivity part if they're this far behind a fence.
0: Agree. I mean, I was thinking at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. If you have a wand, you can interact with things there. But I also, here's where you may see, because it's 50 characters, this is where you may see some vintage characters.
1: Yeah, I was hoping that uh, Pete was going to be a cupcake dispenser. (laughs) <laughs> and I would just put my magic band up against his, his belly, and Cup a cupcake case. would come out of his mouth. Right.
0: Somehow it would be a promotional thing for sprinkles cupcake ATM or something <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, Dean, do you? Do you I, I vividly remember. I even have photos. <clears throat> excuse me of the busts over at Hollywood Studios. They should have oh, yeah. stuff like that there now because that's a celebration of you know arts and entertainment that, that that's missing there now. You know something other than Star Wars and all that. But anyhow, yeah, Dean, this is a very exciting announcement to me. Um can't wait to see this. And I think it's going to be really cool if you're able to take the time on future trips to try to locate all 50 statues at different parks.
1: I will probably be one to make that a point uh, and to have a picture with all 50 or at least like a that. picture of all 50.
0: I like that idea. And this is also good because it's something that everybody can come home with, with pictures of, in other words, yeah, you could take photos of the video of the fireworks and all that, and, but this is like unique to the fiftieth and there has to be some merchandise sold in conjunction with this. Like you need to be able to buy a replica of the Donald Duck statue that's over at
1: Magic. Maybe, maybe there'll be a t shirt that has all fifty statues on it and it'll just say, I was there. Disney's fiftieth. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> uh you know, for the folks who can't make it to Walt Disney World during this time, they still have something available for folks to help celebrate the fiftieth anniversary, which is I think, uh, looks to be a very beautiful piece to add to your home. Uh, I'm going to give you is, a hot take.
0: I'm going to tell our audience what it is, and then I'm going to give uh-oh. you... uh
1: I'm losing this track. Is this is probably the end
0: of the podcast right
1: here. This, this is, is either the third or fourth hot take, but um, this fall, I'm going to read you again from the, from the press release. This fall, guests can bring home Walt Disney World, a portrait of the first half century, a beautiful new coffee table book from Disney Editions. You can see the cover art above, the insider's look at the history and evolution of Walt Disney World, written by Kevin Kern, Tim O'Day, and Steve Vagnini. And the cover uh, is a castle shot that's sort of, I'm going to say taking some artistic liberties in the way that that cover appears. (laughs) It's definitely not a portrait. Um, It is
0: not a portrait.
1: (laughs) The book will be available for purchase beginning September 28th -hmm. at Walt Disney World, shopdisney.com, and wherever books are sold. For more details on other special books publishing this year for the 50th anniversary, click here. Not helpful to your <laughs> listeners right now. That's what the article says. All right. Hmm. Give me a hot take. What don't you like about books?
0: Um, well, I do <laughs> want to talk about the other books featured in the click here section, but this is the hot take. I am more excited for this book you just talked about, Dean, than either of the nighttime shows at Magic King at, at Walt Disney World for the 50th
1: anniversary. Oh, no, I'm, I'm I'm happy to hear that. I thought you were going the other way.
0: Oh, no. I'm um, I, I This probably, this and the statues are my number ones.
1: Okay, so see, my problem is that I read some stuff on Twitter today, so I was expecting the recycled photos, money grab. All they're doing is, you know, taking three old books, shuffling them together, and republishing as a new book. These are the takes I heard. Completely disagree with that. Completely yeah. agree with you that this book would be very high on my list Uh, for presents I would like for whatever holiday you celebrate in December, except that I won't wait that long to get this book. So it'll be on my, it'll probably be on my coffee table by October 1st.
0: I have pre-ordered this book. I did it on Amazon. I think the price was around 53 bucks, give or take. It is a coffee table book though. So you're going to be paying more for it. And what I love about this is Disney does a wonderful job with the official Disney publications, this Disney books company with these coffee table style books. They have a great book of uh, maps. They have a great book of poster art um Don Hahn wrote a book Disney at mid-century 20th century just fascinating stuff they're beautiful books and to me the 50th anniversary of Disney World is an event that justifies something like this being available the idea that you can have in your home either to display or to take out whenever you want to visit Walt Disney World the uh
1: yeah (laughs) The, I'm showing Scott the pre-order and it's uh, it's safe 10% on Amazon right now. Hmm. So the book is labeled as a $60 book. You can get it for fifty pre-order releases on September 28th. September
0: 28th. Or September. So yeah, this to me is, it's an awesome, awesome thing. I'm very excited for this. Um, to me, reading about Disney enhances my Disney knowledge enhances my appreciation for what I love about the Disney company and Walt Disney world in particular. And this This looks really awesome. Now I will say that when you look at the other books that were announced, can I make that announcement, Dean? Sure. Dean has pre-ordered the book, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs)
1: Literally, just did it while we're talking. So
0: (laughs) now, I I, here's just—I'll say this real quick. The other books that were announced today, one of them is a Walt Disney World cookbook, which. I have nothing against and no complaints. I think it's very cool. To me, some of these recipes may be beyond my uh, talent level as a chef, but it, it looks very cool. There is a Disney World coloring book that was announced, which is all right, you know, that's that's cool. Um, the thing that struck me as kind of weird was they announced Birnbaum's Walt Disney World Vacation Guide for 2022, and it has a 50th anniversary cover and so forth, along with Birnbaum's Walt Disney World for kids for the 50th anniversary. That was kind of weird to me because these things are not unique. These these are travel guides that come out every year. Um,
1: no, I agree with you that that one that one didn't uh, rub me the wrong way is a, a too strong of a phrase. Right. But that one didn't sit right. It do, it doesn't fit the what's going on with all the other books. Uh, that that just seemed like someone snuck into like free advertising or paid advertising to yeah, part of that.
0: Yeah. Or was maybe they're just going to make.
1: charge more for the burn bomb this year and, and they're getting the anniversary tag on it. I, I didn't like that one.
0: Yeah, it just, it was bizarre to me. It wasn't worthy of an announcement that Birnbaum was coming out with a book because
1: we knew they would. It's not, not right. a surprise. It's, it's another year. It's another book.
0: <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited for this. I also I'm hoping there will be some good uh, television programming in conjunction with the 50th anniversary through Disney plus or ABC. It'd be nice to have a documentary done about the history of Walt Disney World. There's certainly been plenty of films made about Disneyland and the creation of Disneyland, Um and I think, Dean, I don't see any more announcements on the page I'm looking at, although they did confirm a cupcake today. I saw photos of it. They, they confirmed it. <laughs> uh,
1: I think that maxes out everything that I had as well. Uh, let me just take a quick scan through. Um, well, I guess the other thing that really came out, and this is very well known, uh, Remy's uh, Ratatouille Adventure is also going to be scheduled. That will open at Epcot right. along with this. So, again, that's Calling that part of the 50th anniversary, I think, is unfair. It was going to open this year anyway. Um, and On October 1st, right? Yeah. Hmm. So I think that was just coming either way. Um, maybe one cool thing that, that we didn't talk about yet, and the most important part of Walt Disney World, the thing that makes Walt Disney World tick, the thing that distinguishes Walt Disney World from other th- parks around the world are
0: mm-hmm. the cast
1: members. Mm-hmm. And so I liked this part it was sort of sort of snuck in at the end of the announcement that I read. Um, there will be Walt Disney World cast members. They will be wearing their new iridescent name tags designed, especially for the occasion. Yeah. Again, is that a huge thing? No, but it's a nice touch. It makes it really solidifies that the cast members are being celebrated for their 50 years of service Agreed. as much as the parks are being celebrated for their 50 years of being there. Right. So I like that. I like that the cast members that are employed on October 1st will have this nice little keepsake that really commemorates that they were part of this for the Maybe not just on October 1st, but the 18 months following.
0: <laughs> uh, two, three comments. One, I completely agree with you. We, we need to be appreciative of the cast members who have had it very tough in recent months dealing with certain guests that may not have liked protocols in place. I've heard reports. Yes. Uh, so, so that's a reason we need to be very grateful for them. That's the first comment. The second comment is that I am hoping there will be some merchandise connected to the name tags. The idea that you could go into the world of Disney store, put your name on a 50th anniversary name tag would be really cool. And the third point is it ties into Disney books and what I just mentioned about merchandise. I just finished reading a book by Jim Fannin called The Disney Book. That's literally the name of the book. And it's basically a celebration of the Walt Disney Company, a collection of stories about Disney films and the parks and uh, Walt Disney himself and so forth, the animators and, and all that. Really good book. but they featured pins and they talked about pin trading and they had a, a, photos of these vintage pins from over the years and one of them was a replica pin that was worn by cast members back in, maybe towards the beginning of disneyland you know back in the 50s oh, uh-huh. and it was a replica pin so i'm hoping there will be merchandise like that sold in connection with the, the 50th anniversary
1: that is very cool yeah i i i Again, I think it's one of those things. There are folks that go to Walt Disney World that don't even know pin collecting, pin trading is a thing. Yeah. Um, and there's folks that like their trip is centered around what's the latest pin that I can go get, or there's a pin coming out that I have to have, and I'm going to make a trip specifically to get it. So I, again, the the pin thing, I always look at the pins. I love browsing the pins. 15, 20 years ago, I was more likely to buy a pin, um, but I'll still grab one that catches my eye. Like we mm-hmm. we have the um, the grape soda, yeah uh, pin that that's one of my favorites. You know, that was one we had to have when that came out.
0: That's fun. That's fun. And, uh, I do like, like you, Dean, I like looking at the pins. I used to buy more. I still, I try to buy one pin per trip. I used to buy maybe three or four. They're not cheap. They're there. No, they've, they've come up in
1: price and they have that sort of flex pricing now, the different color scheme. And right. it seems like every time I look at one, it's always the most expensive color tag. And I do have that's... a mental limit. It, uh, so my father-in-law has this rule. And I'm going to mess up the rule, but I think it's like five dollars on ties and ten dollars in sunglasses, or vice versa. <laughs> he just says you don't have to spend money on those things. Um, and I kind of have that same rule, but it applies to Disney pins. Like right. I don't know what the number is, but in my head, it's just you know it. When you pick up a pin, you kind of like okay, like I'd pay seven bucks for this, and you flip it over, and it's $17.95. seventeen ninety like, okay. 95 yeah, something like that. Not not doing that one. But when I know.
0: have gone at Disney Springs to the Disney pin trading store, which I guess is maybe the largest on property, I end up. Walking away, they usually have these very cool Funko figures, these park Funkos. Um, yeah, the Pops. The Pops. And they're usually limited edition ones for the park. Like, I got a Splash Mountain one a few years ago, Pirates of the Caribbean one another time. So, yeah, these announcements, um, I guess looking at them as a whole, uh, it's a lot of good stuff. Some uh, un, some of them unexpected, some of them expected, but we got more details. And I think things are shaping up to be a pretty exciting uh, 50th anniversary celebration plus October when all these all, all this stuff happens, you'll be getting into the Halloween stuff over at the park. So there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, can't believe it's turning 50 years old. It's pretty remarkable.
1: You know, it looks good for 50. I got to say. I mean, yes. uh, uh maybe, it's like the JLo,
0: maybe, the JLo of theme parks.
1: Maybe showing a, a little gray at the temples if it was a male park, uh, but it's uh, it, it still looks Clooney esque. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you this question though as you think about all the things we just talked about um how do i how do i put this kindly which one can can go wrong the worst and which one do you think is a lock to be a success because i'll I'll dial back if you remember limited time magic limited time magic was in my world my my planning my experience an add-on to the trip And so when we booked our vacations, we didn't book around limited time magic. We literally took it for what it was intended to be, which was, hey, we're here. Let's see what sort of additional perk is going on this week. Right. Not so much like, oh, I really need to see that limited time magic. and I'm only going to plan my trip. Then this is obviously going to be there for 18 months. This is meant to be enjoyed by everybody who sees the park over the next year and a half, uh, starting on October 1st. And so as disney does these kinds of things sometimes their execution isn't as good as the artist rendering
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes i think they live up to it if not exceed it and so i could tell from your responses you're very excited for example about those statues mm-hmm. and if they don't have the interactivity we're reading about or if the interactivity ends up being kind of corny or you know, wave your magic band in front of this sensor and you hear your character's favorite quote from the movie, like that'd be a little disappointing to me. So as you think about those mm -hmm. things, which of these announcements do you think has the best opportunity to deliver? And which one do you think they can maybe accidentally or, or somewhat intentionally fall short on?
0: Well, Dean, I think earlier on you hit on a concern that I have with regard to the Magic Kingdom nighttime show, which is viewing points because of the projections go down Main Street USA and you're over by the castle. Nowhere near Main Street USA. You know, if you're standing where you're facing the castle, you turn around to see Main Street and you got 25,000 people behind you, you're not going to be getting the full effect. So I think that that is something that could go wrong. You already have seen plenty of complaints about the setup for Harmonious over at Epcot with the barges there, Yeah. which, as cool as it may be at night, and I'm sure they're going to be spectacular during the day, to me, they look like real eyesores.
1: Um, have you seen Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam? No. So Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam does projection on the buildings, right. but it's up. So it's high enough that actually standing near the buildings is a detriment. You want to be back a little bit. And I'm wondering how this is going to look with those projections. Is this going to be up? Is it up on the, the second floor? The, you the got to start saying the word
0: up because I have this Cardi B song up in my head. Do you know that song? Is, I, it, I, up? is it up? Is It's not a great <laughs> song. <that's laughs>
1: when I hear up, I'm thinking of a cranky old guy with tennis balls on the bottom I, of his walker. So. Often um, compared
0: to Cardi B. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> they resemble each other in some ways. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're right, though. I think there is a. a I, I, I don't think that will be a problem. I, I think there will mm-hmm. be a way that they're going to corral this and, and project this appropriately, that they, they have to recognize that they allow, you know, whatever the number is, 80,000, 100,000 people in Magic Kingdom. You can't have it be an exclusive event where, you know, sorry, folks, we can only handle eight hundred and fifty people in the hub. Everybody else got to leave for tonight. So I'm, I'm a little less concerned about that one, although I agree with you that the concern for me is that everybody from a given day is crammed on Main Street, USA. Right. And the experience gets muddied because there's too many people and there's not enough space around you to be able to feel comfortable.
0: So when you think about the things that can most go wrong, is that the thing that's jumps out mainly for you?
1: Um I, for me, I think it's more the cavalcade thing. Um
0: in what sense that they'd be uh, not seeing the great characters, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, just 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 that it rolls out as a dud. You know, it's it's kind of like going through the motions. Okay, 10:50, put them on the car, drive them down Main Street, get them off by 1051 you know and Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't have the real most of the parades over the and i've been going to disney for 20 plus years now most of the parades i've seen have character and that's a pun intended they actually have like a little feel to the parade itself the parade has a personality sure um maybe maybe one of the worst ones was when they just kept reusing those snow globes (laughs) and i remember that there's a barrier that that inherently creates that you don't feel like the characters are engaging with the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you just throw them in the back of a car, drive down and drive off, that doesn't have a real engagement for people, at least it wouldn't for me. Right. And so I I worry that if they don't have a little bit more going on with these cavalcades, uh, you know, a musical engagement, uh, some sort of theme going with it, pauses, waving pictures, you know, for all the jokes that people made about some of the parades over the years, um, the stop and the dance party versions mm-hmm. were pretty well received by the younger kids. And, that is and true. And by families. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't intended for 25-year-old male bloggers on this Twitter, but it, it worked really well for families and, and their opportunity to see and hear and be part of the parade. Right. Uh, th- that's the one I think they can they can ruin the worst.
0: <laughs> what is something you would still like to see announced?
1: Uh, definitely the cupcakes. Though, that that's a given. Um, that's a great question. To me, I'm a sucker for Disney history. Mm-hmm. So the more they embrace their history, and I gave you a little bit, you know, thinking about like Disney through the decades. Um, may, maybe it's a box set. Maybe maybe it's something on Disney Plus that gives us Disney theme parks throughout the years. Maybe there's maybe there's a way. You know, have you been watching any of the sunrises? Yes. On Disney so, Plus, yeah. lo- love those so maybe there's uh you know disney park celebration mm-hmm. on, on disney plus so that you know not everybody that's a disney fan is going to make it to disney world in the next 18 months it's, right. it's not feasible um they only see what 18 20 million people a year and most of those are not most but some of those are repeat visitors sure. um, so when you have a country of 330 million and a, a world of several billion uh, Disney wants to reach as many of those as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I hope they use some of their media platform. And Disney Plus is the one that's most prevalent right now. Uh, that they can give us a little bit more uh, with Disney history.
0: I agree. That's one of the question marks. What will be coming out by way of Disney Plus or ABC? Also, they're going to have more merchandise. That's going to be a big deal when that's announced. Uh, along. Yeah. Along with other food options, there's going to be more than just a cupcake, I would think. Um, besides, I like ice cream more than cupcakes. I'm, I'm always going to get ice cream over a cupcake, almost, almost always. I would.
1: I, think. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize that conversation right there with, why would you have to choose? <laughs> right, right. Why can't you have your Mickey bar in the left hand and the cupcake in the right, and you're a happy man?
0: That's what vacation is.
1: That's what it should be. If you're not doing it that way, you're not doing it right. True. There are no calories when you're on vacation. You're walking 23,000 steps a day.
0: I need to remember that when I'm there eating like (laughs) without restraint. But anyhow, um, this is good. This has been a good discussion. I think we summarized everything that was announced today and talked about what we'd like to see announced uh, in the days ahead. So this is good stuff. And uh, we'll have much to talk about in the months ahead, as always, with regards to this particular topic.
1: This is the good stuff we love.
0: This is the good stuff we love. And speaking of um, the word "good" and the, good, the butter, bacon, the good, good stuff at Disney. Um, tell us about your podcast.
1: Yeah, I uh, I am co-host with Yo Paul, ENJ, and and lately with Nick Waymania, and, and occasionally you. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> On, on the, on the butter and bacon podcast. So you can find us. We're on Twitter. We're on Podbean. We're on any of your uh, app, musical apps uh, of choice that that play podcasts and we do talk about what we call the good stuff of disney so we're not exclusively theme parks although we tend to tilt that way uh certainly we will be known to talk about a cupcake or three um we are getting into a series that will be coming out soon we've recorded the first one and it's inspired by you and your show and our uh, three-part trip to disney springs we're expanding that over on butter and bacon And we're going to take you through a culinary tour of all four theme parks. And I think it's a lot of fun. We've done the first one already. So that'll be coming out, I don't know, with Polly's editing skills, maybe by October. Maybe it'll coincide with Disney's 50th. (laughs) Um, Hopefully sooner. Uh, I'm enjoying this because, like I, I said on your show, it's been. it'll it'll be about two years since i have been to walt disney world when we finally go back in july Mm -hmm. and so while a lot of the in-park restaurants are the same there are new offerings at a lot of these places and there are some new establishments whether it's you know new stands or a couple of restaurants here and there so having a good time talking about that stuff love talking about disney food anyway it's a big part of my trip it always is absolutely Um, so yeah come come join us there uh we like to do brackets so we have a recent well, relatively recent uh, bracket show going through that That uh, the finals of that will be coming out very soon. And um, yeah, you can email us. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can uh, join us on the show if you'd like. Uh, and if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, CT underscore Mickey underscore man and uh, reach out to me and I'll, I'll put you in touch with the show if you want to listen.
0: Awesome. that's it. Thanks, Dean. And I want to give a shout out. I forgot to mention this when we recorded Butter and Bacon the other night. But uh, one of our friends on Twitter, Zach, that's at Z-R-A-U. Uh, he had tweeted oh, pretty recently that he wanted to see a culinary tour of the theme parks.
1: So oh, well, this I, I, I,
0: I meant this to thank him. him on the show, and I, I wanted to say thank you, Zach, here, because I, it's a great idea. I think you'll be very happy when these episodes do get released, when, whenever that is in, uh, in
1: yeah. this year. You, you know, its I, I love when listeners and, and friends on Twitter help inspire the show topics, because, you know, it, it's fun to do the stuff that we think of as the folks who are hosting these shows. But it's more fun when someone gives us something that we either have to research or really think about. Right. Um, you know, on our old show, uh, WDW, or was it, I can't remember now, Northeast Podcast. Uh, w I was going to say NEP, and I'm like, what did that stand for? Uh, yeah, the Northeast Podcast. You know, we used to have a segment on there that we called Paulie's Choice. And Polly would probably would motivate us with sort of a thinking topic and, and we'd have to brainstorm and we'd never knew those ahead of time. That was always on the spot and it was hard to, to come up with stuff, but it's fun when someone kind of challenges your brain about a Disney topic. And so I like when the, when the listeners come up with shows, shows topics and ideas for us to talk about and even better when they were willing to come on and join us on the show. So that's true. That's yeah. Th- true. Thanks to him for, uh, for mentioning a culinary tour of the parks.
0: And, uh, I'll also just give a plug to the podcast here. You can find us on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. I always, I always forget the, what our social media handles are. So, yes, yeah, Stuff We Love Pod on Twitter, Stuff We Love Podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. Our website is Stuff We Love Podcast And uh, you can write to us, Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's Stuff We Love Podcast. And I am on Twitter at Scotty Boy 4, S-C-O-T-T-Y-B-O-Y-4. That's where you can find me. And uh, That's
1: fantastic.
0: I think that takes us where we have to be. You know, something we love.
1: Aren't we, are we, are we supposed to wrap up with something that we love? We, oh, we've yeah, been we, doing we can lately? give a
0: recommendation. Um,
1: a quick recommendation. You you go first this time. I think I've gone first the last couple of times.
0: Sounds good. I'll give a recommendation, something I literally watched a few hours ago on Disney Plus, which is the new Disney Pixar film, Luca. I saw it and uh, enjoyed it very much. I know some people have said it's really kind of just a, a movie for kids. And I get that. But to me, it's perfectly good for adults, too. It's uh, like all Pixar movies. Beautiful animation. Good storyline. Not too long, not too short. The perfect length. Uh, fun storyline. Uh, it's not worth going into the plot here. But suffice to say, if you like Disney, if you like Pixar, if you like animation, you're going to like Luca. Good soundtrack, as many of these films do. And I encourage you all to check it out.
1: I love it. My wife called it Lupe the other day, and I was very confused. So she Lupe. meant Luca. Um, <laughs> This is not my recommendation, but I want to ask you, have you watched Cruella yet?
0: I did. I watched Cruella and I loved Cruella. Loved it. Yeah,
1: that was that was a good one. Um, we haven't finished it yet, believe it or not. So oh. I didn't realize it was like two and a half hours long.
0: That's the um, only drawback, I would say. Could have yeah, been maybe I, 10, 15 minutes shorter.
1: I, I was planning on a typical, you know, hour 40, hour, four, hour 50 minute movie. Right. So we, we started watching it on Sunday and, uh, and today's Tuesday. We started watching it and... um. We, we had to stop because my son had an activity that we had to get to. And right. we have not returned to the last 45, 50 minutes of the movie. Right. Uh, but what I've seen so far has been fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's really um, good.
1: But I will I will give you a a something that we've been loving lately. And this you can get at Target. I'm sure you can get at other stores as well. It's in the freezer section. And they're called mochi. Uh, mochi. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've had mochi before.
0: No, uh, but I, I know what it is. You know what they are? Help.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so they're, they're little ice cream balls. And then they're breaded. But the breading isn't wheat and and you've probably heard me either on my show or yours mention my son is gluten free um it's like a rice paper uh coating and it gives it a really interestingly re-engaging chewy texture on the outside mm-hmm. with an ice cream ball on the inside right and so we have two flavors in our freezer right now we have vanilla and we have smores and oh. um i keep going back and forth and trying to decide which one i like more and it means like whenever i have one i eat them two at a time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But they're really interesting. Now, the one thing I'll say is they are 100 calories a ball. They're not particularly large. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, my son usually grabs one at a time if he's having them. I'll grab two. I could easily probably knock out a half dozen. I gotta be honest. (laughs) So if the typical bowl of ice cream probably runs three to 400 calories, I suppose you could justify three and maybe up to four if you're a big bowl of ice cream kind of person. Um, I think you'd be satisfied at two or three though, to be honest. Um, They're they're really good. They're different. I I think you can't judge it by that first bite, because there is a little bit of a sponginess to that outside coating. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a weird thing to if you're not used to it, and you're not expecting it. But I don't know, I've I've really enjoyed them. I like the texture mixture between that and a squishy soft ice cream in the middle.
0: I wonder if there's a place in Walt Disney World you can get mochi.
1: That's a great question. Uh, that will be part of my research, I think, in July.
0: Yeah. Let me conclude by asking you an ice cream question. Since you mentioned mochi, in the summertime, how many times on average do you have ice cream per week?
1: Um, you know that number is going to go up now that I have a place nearby me that sells Dole Whip, <laughs> which technically Ooh. I guess is an ice cream. I'd say, on average, probably two to three.
0: Yeah. It's so and good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll be liberal with the definition of ice cream there, because sometimes it could be an ice cream cone, right? It could be ice cream on a stick from the ice cream truck. Cause we still have the local ice cream truck that drives around here. I don't know if you guys have that. We do. Um, yeah. We have a couple places in town that you can go. I mean, we have Dairy Queen too, but we have like little small ice cream shops that are local uh, and then just getting things like a sorbet an Italian ice, a slushy. Yeah. Kind of I put look them at all, all that into the in frozen the frozen treat
0: right, same uh,
1: category. Yeah. So w- with that in mind, I. I'd say probably three is pretty, pretty fair number. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost an every other day occasion. Sometimes it's just scoop ice cream at home, right? You sure. might have a half gallon in the freezer. Uh, and, and to answer the question you answer, asked, I'm seeing uh, Mochi ice cream and Hello Kitty Mochi at Ebcot's Japan Pavilion. Okay. Which is exactly where you'd expect to find it. Indeed. So it looks like it's at a cart in the Japan Pavilion. I will be looking for that this summer for sure. Research. Here's a... Again, we'll do nothing for your listeners. Here's a picture of the cart at uh, Japan showing different types of mochi in the freezer. Grab and go mochi ice cream. That's a good thing. Looks like they have green tea, strawberry, chocolate, mango, and vanilla, uh, six pieces for $7.99. Or Hello Kitty mochi, strawberry or vanilla, two pieces for $3.99. Everything
0: now is analyzed from the perspective of (laughs) boobash. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> think about
0: those ticket prices. <laughs> okay well that's uh like having 50 mochis
1: there you go would you so, rather have 50 mochis or go to boobash for three hours
0: anyhow uh, dean always great to be with you my friend
1: it's an honor and a pleasure uh join you anytime you ask
0: well i'll be with you on later this week for the next butter and bacon
1: recording can't wait for it looking forward
0: on the uh scotty boy four media tour <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, to all our listeners, stay well and uh, have a great start of summer here as we're getting summer 2021 underway. And uh, be sure to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary this year. And with that, we'll go around the table. I'm Scott. I'm Dean. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast with a hint of butter and bacon.